What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cabbage Cart Podcast, your weekly source for all things Avatar. That includes Avatar The Last Airbender, The Legend of Korra, the graphic novels, and books. Fair warning, this podcast will contain spoilers for all Avatar content. With that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. This week on the cart, we wrap up the dawn of Yangchen. Oh, thank God. We are your hosts. I'm Austin. I'm Ricky. And I'm Ian. And this is the Cabbage Cart Podcast. All right, you guys ready to get started? Let's do this. We're coming to not. Welcome back to the Cabbage Cart Podcast. What are we talking about this week? <laughs> wow, what a way to send us off there, buddy. Yeah, Ricky the human soundboard. I've been planning that all day. Yeah? Yeah. You've been planning that all day? Planning that. You've had all day to think about that? And that's what you came up with? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you should be embarrassed. Uh so this week, we've been saying the last, I don't know, three episodes that we're finally going to wind down, wrap, wrap up Yang Chen. Wrap up Yan Oh, God. Yan Chen. <laughs> uh, stole your joke. Yan Chen. Let's, let's talk about, I think we've mentioned her quite a bit on the show. Who is the... Uh, who is the narrator? Who is reading uh, we're this? Gonna, we're going to get into it into that right now. You, you want you want to get to the story and then we want to critique the audiobook after yeah, that? Yeah, let's do that cuz right. we can go all day on critiquing the audiobook. Yeah, but the, but the actual critique of the audiobook has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> Actually, it does I in mean, my opinion. If, no, 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 and, no, no. if Andy Circus was reading the audiobook, no, no, then no. I might have a little bit of a different opinion. That's different. That's how you that's your intake of it. It has nothing to do with the story that FCE wrote. No, I I say it hurts the story that I've seen. Oh, it does. Wrote. It hurts the because there's no. Okay, okay. we're getting yeah. to that to the <laughs> end. Reel it back. We're buddy. getting that to. We'll get to okay. that at the end. Definitely, we need to figure out where we're at at this point. Where do we leave off? I think we we left off right before a raid, right on a on a warehouse. So, what's his name? Kavik. <laughs> The main oh, character. This is going to be fun. Kavik gets sent to uh, raid this warehouse where they believe uh, a logbook is, which will tell them um, where unanimity is going where or it what is, it is or, or it anything. Is, yeah. And he's sent there with a bunch of crooks and including, uh, what's the guy's name that throws knives? Junjinta. Junjinta. And then, so they get, um, what is it? Surrounded, swarmed, ambushed. Ambushed Man. by a bunch of thugs. Big old fight goes down in the warehouse. And basically by the end of it, um Kavik does not get the logbook. Does not get he he ends up like like using water and, and wiping everybody out, taking out Yeah, all. it's a super dope fight warehouse fight scene. We're describing it poorly, but yes. Yeah. It, it is cool. It's probably the coolest scene in the book. Now, if we're just glossing over all these details, it's because we're all really exhausted of this book. I think I've read this chapter or listened to this chapter at least three or four times. Really? Yeah, just to kind of refresh myself. But, like, they get cornered. Him and uh, and Jujinta get cornered, like, on top of a, like, a box. And then, like, there's no water anywhere. There's, like, a, a silo or some kind of I don't know, container with water that's really far away. He can't he can't bend it. It's for extinguishing fires. Oh, there you it's go. It's a it's a fire system. 
Okay, there we go. And then Jun Jinta, because he's like a oh, like a sniper with a freaking throwing right. knife. He he goes and he and he throws it at the the water container. It doesn't do anything, and he's like, "Don't worry, I gotcha." Throws another one. Robin hoods the fuck out of it, and then sends it all the way in. And then water spouts out, and then Kavik just lays waste to everybody. Yeah, and basically he had to choose between saving his his dude or getting the book right and save the dude. And he saved his dude. What a dumbass. Fool. Idiot. Yeah. What kind of spy is he? Gosh. He just met that guy. And for failing the mission, he has to go see the boss boss, which they keep, which is a dumb. Yeah. The whole crew calls this, oh, the boss boss is going to be angry, blah, blah, blah. Boss boss sounds stupid. Is that a moth flying around me? <laughs> is there a moth? It's, it's some kind of bug. It's probably poisonous and deadly. Probably. Yeah. I think probably. Most like... You'll be all right. Mm. Man, nobody. So and, anyway. Yeah. I mean, and then there's like. We're gonna kind of just kind of skim through the book, right? Like, there's really nothing that happens you, after that. You find well, out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for a while. For a while. I mean, for a well, while. No, no. Okay. Then he takes that's him. That's not correct. To, that's not correct <laughs> at all. Then he takes. So Cavic uh, gets taken to. Did you just? Get, I just like chopstick the shit out of that fly. Nice. You got it. Nice. Well done. Let's go. Anyway, they take Cavic to the to the boss boss, and oh, it turns out to be his brother Callian. Oh yeah, that's a pretty big plot yeah, point. Yeah, it's a pretty big plot point. And Callianne is a plant uh from Henshi. Henshi in, in in Chaisi's, you know, cabinet. Yeah, Henshi being a place in the Earth Kingdom, Chaisi being nope. the Ben Ben Ur. Or yeah. yeah. Henshi is the John Dury of Ben Ur. Is the the John Jean, Du. <laughs> Whatever. No, Ben Ur. Ben Ur. Ben Ur's where the story started. Where right, right. From. And Hench, Henshi is the the Zhongdu. Oh, Zhenshi. Yeah, and then uh, Shaisi is the Zhongdu of... Oh, man. Uh, Wherever this warehouse shit's going down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where I was I think it's John Dury. No. John no. Dury's where it's... No, Binner's where it started. Is it John Dury? It could be. John Dury. Maybe it, it is. is. I think yeah, it is. It sounds good enough. Anyway, let's Yeah, it, it sounds good enough. <laughs> Roll with it. Whatever we make up. We just make up a completely different story for the end of Yangchen. This horror, Kavik's brother being. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Kavik's brother being like, uh, uh, sorry, a metal cup with a with a with a glass straw. It's a bad combo. Yeah. What is going on, guys? Let's, let's uh, reel it in. I feel like that was a wasted plot point. There's nothing you, that really happens with that. You knew he was going to come back. It well, was yeah, such no, a big character trait of Kavik. Right. For for sure, and we knew he was going to come back, whether it was good or bad or whatever the situation may right. be. Then they didn't. FC didn't do anything with that. Well, yet, yet, I. Well, the next book is yeah, that's true. So there's two two different plot points that weren't really you know cleaned up at all throughout the book, and it's Callianne, and then like the next chapter basically. That's a good point. Yeah. So in this book, uh, we there's nothing really else that I, kind of expands. I on was that. kind of thinking that's what they were going to do because it just it. It started really slow, and we didn't feel like it was going anywhere. And clearly, there's some parallels between um, Yang Chen and her older sister, and and Kavik and his older brother that they're trying to draw the similarities in their oh, I didn't get in that. their struggle. <laughs> I didn't get that. Yeah, but I'm putting it together like right now as we speak. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, it was Callianne is a plant of Henshi into Chaisi's cabinet. Um, he. He is, I guess, getting unanimity 
away from Chisey and into Henshi's hands. Henshi's hands. And he's going to use Kavik to do so, and he's going to make Kavik betray the Avatar. Right. He makes Kavik betray the Avatar. So he sent he essentially gives uh, Kavik, what is it, like old information. To give to Yang Chen. So he's yeah, not like a false flag. He's not lying or anything. It's actually true. It's just old information. So he goes back. He agrees to it because it's his older brother and goes back and then convinces Yang Chen to go to this other place that Callahan told him to, to send her to. And then Kavik is is uh traveling with unanimity. <laughs> unanimity. He goes yes, he goes back to Ben Ur and he's traveling with unanimity. Which which we don't know what it is at this point. Okay, so what about the next chapter? The next chapter is when when uh Yang Chen actually goes like, can we find figure out the name of this place? What? Where she goes. The spirit world? Uh, no, it's uh, not Oh <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. No, of. you're right. That is the spirit world. So it's a flashback, I think. Yeah. There's a flat. There's a flashback at some point in time between that, the where we started off and where we end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so and you find out essentially what happened to her sister, and Austin, tell us what happened to her sister. They were playing around in the spirit world. Yes, they go. They go into the spirit world. Uh, well, Chen they weren't is, just playing, right? They were no, trying no, to. Were, she yeah. was. She was in training. Yeah. essentially, they were trying to like help her with her her dreams, her visions, and trying to create a more strong connection so that maybe she can get control over them. Right. And then something kind of frightened her. She had like, I saw it as like just having like a really bad panic attack as we've seen. Well, and like she started disrupting the spirit world. Well, I only listened to the audiobook, but it sounds like she was saying uh, the sure shoes. Yeah, she saw a, a sure shoe. Like three of them or something like and that. And one of the other avatars past memories provoked, was provoked by that. Was scared of scared of animals or beasts, yeah, or whatever that may be, and and that sent her into basically like a flare up, I guess you could say. She starts like doing like like shrinking down, kind of like Cora did, where she's like a little kid. Yeah. So she kind of panics, uh, uh, shrinks down, and then the beast kind of like lunge, I guess, lunge at Yang Chen and Ju- uh, uh, Jetson. Jetson saves her by like throwing her up in the air. And then as she's falling down, she wakes up and she she jolts up, but Jetson didn't make it out. So is her body in the physical world? Her body's like just I rotting. Mean, it's the same thing as um, Zhao. No, uh, in Korra. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess Zhao. Oh, the, the guy. Um, oh, the Tenzin's daughter. Oh, okay. It's, it's been a long time, bro. Holy shit! What's her name? Janora. Janora. There we go. Mm. Just like Janora. But they end up finding Janora. They didn't find Jetson. Yeah. I wonder if, uh, since Janora was still alive, like if you die in the spirit world, I wonder if you just immediately die in the physical Ooh, world. I don't know. That's crazy. You know? But yeah. either way, she dies. And the the nuns, wh- wh- uh, what do they call them? The spirit? The earth? Monks? Yeah, but the, nuns. The, the female. Nuns. Or nuns. Are they, do they call them nuns in the book? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Abbot or whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, I think that's a title. Yeah. yeah of uh, nuns. Uh, yeah. She's, she basically takes care of Jetson from there on out, is the way we are explained Yang to it. Chen. Right. They make her like a, they do a, a statue or something. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. All the kind of good stuff. So then I guess what the next chapter is where she goes to the 
to that city. She flies where Kavik tells her to go. Right. Yeah. And then they see... Doesn't she go see the White Lotus? Yeah, she gets ambushed. She gets right. oh, she gets herded to uh, this thing, and she gets ambushed. Uh, and then she goes to the White Lotus to have her have them dispose of the bodies, or, right? Or keep them captive until so she can question. So she them. can well, so she can continue on with with her. And then she meets like Mama something. Can't remember her name. She calls her Mama though. Yes, we know who Mama is. Oh, we do. Yeah, it's Mama Unirock or whatever. Mm-hmm. The woman. Oh, the oh, woman oh, from, oh, oh. This okay. is the last chapter thing that she. No, no, that she comes. There's uh, Mama. She, she that chick's in Ben Air. That Mama is in Ben Air. She's White Lotus, bro. She's White Lotus, bruh. So she's not in Ben Air. No. Okay. Well, I mean, Ka- she is originally. That's where that's where Kavik was going for Ka- the soup kitchen. Yeah. Kavik, Kavik gave her a bunch of money. And said, go, uh, okay, go take okay. that that uh, vacation you wanted. Or okay, like that. okay. So she's yeah. no longer there. Okay, but she's in this this uh, other place, being White Lotus. And the White Lotus says, "We can help you with your problem if you can help us with ours." Basically, yeah. I'm wondering what the relationship is between White Lotus and the Avatar at, at this, this point. point. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like they are hand in hand. Yeah, like the no. servants to the Avatar. Right. It seems more like they're their own. Well, they weren't servants to the Avatar in, in Atla either. They in, kind of well, touch they were, on they it, They were though. like protectors of the Avatar as a entity in the world. As a concept? Yeah. yeah. They uh they kind of touch on it a little in the book because Mama and Yang Chen have like a back and forth. Or like like the Mama, whatever her name is, is like uh, typically only the White Lotus and Avatar, you know, cross paths at at times of great fate or whatever like that Hmm. stuff like that so it still leaves it up to kind of like a mystery yeah and it would make sense that as time goes on maybe they come closer and closer together and by the time we see them in atla they're like well cora cora they're more of a they're like a well yeah cora they're like yeah they're like well known and basically like a personal army in a sense right but in atla they're definitely like servants of the avatar so doesn't she go to investigate what they believe is like a spirit attack on the world? Yes. And then... Are, are we skipping over... <laughs> some major... I swear to God, we did read this book. We really did. This... Uh, you guys said that it disposes some people in the White Lotus are helping out with this. Is there... The White Lotus needs her to go investigate some what they believe is like spirit oh, right, right, or right. what people So we're believe. not to the big... Big yeah. plot point. We're not to unity yes. yet. And then she goes and sees like big old like craters and weird it's, it's markings like a, and it, stuff. It's a um like a range, like a mm-hmm. practice, like a practice range. Yeah, like for snipers or you know whatever. A firing range. A firing. There you go. Like <laughs> in English, go. firing range. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it goes back to Kavik after that, right? Yeah. Well, in the firing range, there's like distance markers. Like yeah. So trying to test. Shooting something as far as you can. So at this point, we're like, what the hell is unanimity? It's a weapon. Okay. So then, yes, it goes back to Kavik. And then Kavik is there unloading unanimity. He's hanging out with a bunch of... Dude, I can't even say it. So if you're get, at least nailing it, kind of... He's John, uh, hanging out with, uh, <laughs> with a bunch of uh, really, really like buff guys that are with him right. smuggling this in. Strong, sexy, steady men. Yep. Swexy Seti? <laughs> Swexy Seti? 
sexy sweaty. What was that? Dude, I do that all the time. For some whatever reason, I get one or two letters mixed oh, up on words yeah. all the time. That's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said weast. <laughs> so, uh, as they're unloading uh, unanimity, it gets like uh, the rope gets hit by like a fireball and it falls and the crate busts open. And they're like, it's just, it's just rocks. <laughs> it's just rocks in there. Oh, shit. <laughs> what if that was the book? <laughs> it's just rocks. And then Kavik realized the, the three buff guys he was with, or buff people, I think there's a woman, um, they just kind of take off. And he's like, they were the cargo. Right. And I need to get this information to the Avatar. He goes, and he goes back to... He's in Ben Air now. Right. No, he goes back to his, his the the two the two guys. What are their names? Uh, oh, the Lever Boys. Uh, uh, Tagugum, Tagugum. Yeah, Tagugum. Yeah, Tagugum. There you go. Tagugum and Akudan. There you go. Oh damn! Hey, nice, man, pull dude. that out of your ass. Well, I was at like Tagudan or whatever, and then you said Tagugum. Tagugum. Yeah. So I was able to put the other one together. Good job. And um, then we realized what unanimity is right what is it unanimity is our three combustion benders which is actually pretty cool yeah it's actually pretty cool so that so these combustion benders were in this other location where this firing range was and they're like testing how far they can combust their stuff and so they actually start raining havoc on well there's there's like there's uh well, the thing is, they're all secretive because no one really in the in the world knows this technique or whatever. So if they stay undercover, people are just going to think this is like angry spirits. I right? Isn't right, there? Well, a, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I don't think I got that. From imagine me, but, if they had a sky bison and they could just like see one thirty, just like fly over cities, combustion bending down on top of them. <laughs> That'd be nuts. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> No, that's it. <laughs> well, there's like unrest in the streets. Right. Right. So, I mean, the the Zhongdu's are, are all, you know, fucking with the people. And the people are like, I've had enough. I'm going to protest. So they're refusing to work. Uh, the the Earth King has uh, got wind of all the bullshit that's happening in Ben-Ur and all the other little towns. Uh, and so there's a bunch of unrest and, and they're, I think they're trying to overthrow the Zhongdu's or I don't know. Yeah. The earth King has an army basically yeah, ready com- to come in and kind of martial law the place. Right. But now they can't cause nobody knows what's going on there. Right. Yeah. Like out of, out of nowhere, uh, Kavik is, is talking with Taigum and Akudan and you hear a pop pop or like his parents come back or something like that. Right. Yeah. And you yeah. hear a pop pop and, and everyone is like, what the hell is that? It's just these, these, these kind of the, Explosions in the in the sky, and they all kind of scatter, go back to their homes, and you find out it's it's the three, three uh, combustion benders. So now it's going to like Henshi's point of view, and Henshi is is feeding these combustion benders because they eat a lot. Yeah, I guess and it, like, it takes a bunch of energy to get get off what they're doing. Yeah, and it actually there was something really cool that I wanted to bring up. He's talking to one of them, and. Like he's telling him about, oh, you think I, you how you, you think I was like chosen for this? This takes masterful work and stuff. He's like, most people drown, and then that's it. It takes a lot and, of investment. Yeah, and then he says, most people don't make it. Most people drown. Hmm. And I it's like what? And then he's like, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I listened to it today, and I was like, that's, oh, right, I remember that. Yeah, so they don't explain how they no. came to get it. No. But that most people drown. I thought most their technique was interesting, because you're saying that they drown, it implies that they're in water, but yeah. in order to do it. It could be figuratively as well. No, yeah, I think I think he means they drowned. Well, then why their technique, as we see, is like not as refined as it is in Atla. They got to take 15, 20 big breaths in order to get the energy to for one combustion. I mean, it makes sense because fire bending, lightning bending becomes more widespread after Atla. Yeah, so it just it makes sense that combustion bending started off with this technique, and then it ends up what we see in Korra. No, I what I, yeah, what I'm saying is it seems interesting that he used the word drown when it requires so much breathing you know what i mean yeah i don't know like, i don't know it's weird so i think we're gonna get maybe he's just giving us like a tidbit of some lore of how these combustion benders came to be hopefully it's fleshed out in the next book Man. that'd be cool i'd like to see what's it called legacy of yang chen no yeah. yeah yeah isn't legacy of yang chen the kiyoshi novels think about it <laughs> Think about Technically it. everything <laughs> after Yeah you're right He'll be here big braining it <laughs> So um, All that happens and then They're not sorry sorry I clicked my lips Didn't I sorry um, All of that happens And this whole time they're not killing anyone Yeah they're just ex- exploding Above people's faces Or faces above their heads <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit <laughs> And then <laughs> It just like explosion right in front of your face. <laughs> oh shit! Like goddamn, those spirits are pissed off at me in particular, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> continue. Really. And then they demand more money, and Henshi's like, "Yeah, but now you can. Now I want you to really make a spectacle, right? Yeah, make it worth my time yeah. or my money." They demand so much money that he knows he's done for. So right. in an act of like la- like go- kicking and screaming, he's like just. Take some people mm, out with you. No, because he because they demanded twenty times their pay rate. Right, and he was in in the book. They say it was more than he knew he could ever pay. And at this point, if he gave him twenty, they'd want fifty because they have the power now. Right, right. Because they realize the only thing that's keeping the Earth King out of the city and the other Shangs from coming in and fucking shit up is is them three. They're the ones with the power. Mm. They knew they didn't need him. So as a, it, the way I took it was a desperate last act. Right to uh, inflict damage on on the Earth Kingdom so before the, he uh, before he went out. Then they start like like uh, actually hitting buildings where citizens are at and all that kind of. Stuff. Well, yeah, they no, look out they the window and to... they see the they see the the water tribe quarter. Yeah, he's aiming right. for it. Right, the water tribe quarter that Kavik is from and whatnot. And then he's taking like forty deep breaths, and then all of a sudden he can't breathe. Yeah, he did, it's like 40, 50, 60. Oh, he goes, well, he goes why are you on? stalling? Right. Like, what's going on? And then he realizes it's because he can't get breath at all. Right. And then Yangton comes up. Yeah, basically the whole room starts to like... She takes the air out of the room. Yeah, they all start getting blurry, falling down. The main combustion bender, whatever his name was, passes out in front of everybody. And as soon as he does, as soon as his body hits the floor, they hear steps outside the door and they... And then she captures Henshi and this guy. And then they go to take out the other two. Right. They take out the... I think they take out the the second one. Um, and then they have a problem with the last one. And Jujinta finishes it, doesn't he? I know Jujinta, Jujinta gets one of them. Yeah. With a knife. Yeah. No. Well, 
No. Not with a knife. No, with the bow and arrow. With the bow. So he has Kavik during this whole combat, like, because him and Kavik are kind of like in the operations. They're like not part of uh, apprehending these combustion benders. So he, and while they're in this, like, basically an office, tells Kavik to go get him a particular bow. And then the next time we see anything about this is one of the last combustion benders is in a room. Yang Chen's on the outside d- deliberating on whether or not she should suck the air out of it because it's not the air nomad way because life is sacred. Yeah, but she already See, did it. So you say that, and they allude to the <clears> – they allude in that into that chapter that she actually killed uh, Tapa, I think is his name. The, the, the first, main the combustion, combustion bender? Yeah, because he uh, – she says, did, you know, is he – What'd you do? Well, like, what did you do to us? Is he dead or some shit like that? And she says, "Just, just relax, just lay down." Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to answer your question. They kind of allude to, yeah, this dude's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, he's not dead. Is no, no, you're lying. Did you read the last chapter? I don't think he was dead. No, he's not dead because she interviews him later in the book. Oh, mm-hmm. I missed when that he's one. when he's captive. So, so nobody's died yet. <laughs> and she's deliberating Damn on the outside it. on whether or not she should kill this one last of one. you is making part of this story up <laughs> you gotta figure out which one of us is telling and uh, she decides not to do it she busts in the room at her own peril and then actually sees that that bitch got shot with an arrow <laughs> <laughs> the, the, nice. la- the last combustion bender yeah yeah okay and so she gets some snow from outside and tries to, you know, tend to her wounds. But basically that badass shot her through a window with a bow. You never you never find out. Well, you do find out why um, why he, like, thinks of himself as so, li- like, little. Little of himself. Because he, like... Um, oh, he was a kinslayer. Yeah, Junjinta. Junjinta. Oh. He killed his brother. Right. And he, yeah, he feels, like, severe remorse Kind of thing. Who was Jujinta? He's so he is. He was the knife thrower. Oh, that's right. Okay. Apparently, a spectacular shot with the bow too. Apparently, like a sniper. Yeah, but I think all three of them survive. I know for sure at least the main one does. No, no. no, I thought you just they do. They do also said that bitch died. No, she got shot. Sorry. Yeah, and then she takes some snow. I do remember that. Takes some snow and then heals heals the wound. Yeah. So then. Yang Chen, conv- I, that's the that's the end of the book. I, I don't like, remember after that. Like that's oh, like really? I really don't. So you got to lead this one. Well, it wraps up pretty quick. <laughs> Basically, she goes to the Earth Kingdom to have a secret meeting, and this these events may be swapped, but they're two separate events. So I don't know which one came first. But basically, there's two three main events that happen at the end. She meets with the Earth King to tell him because he's curious what went down in Binner, um, and. She basically, she's like, "Oh, it was just it was spirits because you haven't been taking care of your people, so the people have been getting riled up, and in turn, that also affects the spirit world, and now everything's a problem because of spirits." Is what she tells him. She then also suggests that he give her authority over Binner, and lies to him, saying that she can speak to Seto, Avatar oh, Seto, that's right. personally. That's right. And have his guidance on how to manage the city of Binner. She knows that she can't do this, but for whatever reason, out of character, she's kind of lying about it. Maybe not out of character, but like out of air nomad, what you would expect. No, sure. I think they literally say like the the past avatars can't like 
They can't directly talk to each other, and they can't give them new information. Yes, yeah. yes. That's she wouldn't it. know new anything about Banner or this situation. Right. right. Yeah. So, but you know, uh, Earth King doesn't know that. Yeah. So she plays that card. He agrees to it, but he also says, as they're parting ways, that uh, he really hopes that she is correct in her assumption that, or in her, uh, that it was the spirits that were active in Benner because it's kind of like dropping hints at like, listen, I know something else was going on. Right. He got a letter from one of the Shangs that was like very cryptic that implied that they were on the same level. Like he didn't fear him as the Earth King anymore. Right. So he's thinking there's more than just spirits going on here. And it kind of leaves a cliffhanger that I think we'll pick up in the next book. Okay. Also, she confronts Kavik, right? Yeah, for lying to her and saying, you know, in a way you didn't lie to me. You just showed me who you really were. And for the first time, you actually, you showed me the truth. Mm. And that you can't be trusted. Sick burn. Actually, what's she do with him? She just kind of dismisses him from her. Um, from her party, I guess, or posse, right? Mm. He's going to be in the second book, though, I bet. Well, yeah, for sure. Or maybe not. Well, okay, I say that she, that he dismissed her, but we'll get to the very last sentence of the book soon. Do you guys remember anything else? Or should I just I you keep on driving, buddy? Just go. The next major plot point in that is that Avatar Yangcheng then goes and interviews the main combustion bender, and basically they've got him hold up somewhere and I it sounded to me like it was in the northern air, air temple um I do remember this okay but I couldn't remember where it was somewhere supposedly like really gorgeous but like very secluded and basically they've got a full staff of air nomads watching captive over uh these combustion benders and they're just gardening living a nice peaceful life you know they're not like prisoners in the traditional sense they're still with air nomads mm. so she goes there and tries to get information out of him, interviewed each one of them separately, couldn't get any information out of him. And then that's when she realizes that not only are they dangerous in their capabilities, but what makes them even more scary is that they're opportunists and that they don't really, they're always looking to advance themselves. Whereas she thought they were just pawns on the board. They were actually players is the mm. way that it's worded. Mm. Okay. And that they were looking out for themselves. They were just working with the Shangs. Hmm. So that makes him even more dangerous. And also that she can't get any information out of him and like half the book is all about information. Right. Right. And so all she, the whole book. They know that she can't keep them there forever. But she knows that people are gonna be looking for him the longer she does. And mm. she's trying to keep this whole thing kill a secret. Him. She should kill him. Yeah, it's kind of a dilemma for an air nomad, you know, or uh, avatar. Do you think that maybe one of these guys or even a different combustion bender sent the letter to the Earth King? No, it came from a Shang. I thought it was Henshi. It might have been Henshi. It was whoever had inside information on unanimity, though, for sure. Hmm. It wasn't Chai C. I can't remember the name. Okay. Yeah, I just remember that? one of the Shangs sent a letter to the Earth King that was kind of vague, but seemed to imply that they were on the same level and they, they had no authority over them. So did the... Did the uh, little cities, did those come to an end? What are they called? The John Durys, whatever. Say that again? What are those? Those The Zhongdus, the cities they rule, did that all come to an end then with unanimity? I don't think so. I don't think they kind of addressed that. No, because, well, like uh, like uh, Yang Chen was just trying to convince Earth King, like she's she has control over Ben her now. Mm. So... 
So she's the new Zhongdu. She's pretty much the new Zhang. Yeah, actually. And that wraps up the book. We did a killer retelling <laughs> of the ending of that book. All the details are there. The last major plot point is that at the very end, it's Kavik. He's, I don't know, just chilling. I can't remember exactly what okay. he's doing. But Mama Ayuk, whatever, Ayunarok or something. Ayunarok. Yeah. Comes up to him and says some stuff about, like, how did you know that? This and that. She knew basically about whatever whatever him and Yang Chen were involved in. Right. And he's like, how did you know that? And he goes, well, me, obviously, you know, it's the same kind of cryptic message that we got in Kyoshi. We're, you know, my, me and my group, we know things kind of thing is what she said. And then the last sentence of the book is, and I, I think it's time you joined us. So Lame. They're, yeah, recruiting Kavik, Kavik into, into the White, White Lotus. Lotus. Why? Kavik sucks. <laughs> I, Which makes really? me nah. He's not that bad. I'm 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 being exact. I'm exaggerating a bit, but the book is definitely about Kavik, though. Let's not get that twisted. The second book? No, no the this first this one. first book. You think this book's about Kavik? Kavik Kinda. is the main character of this book. Okay, we yeah. learn more about Kavik than we do about Yang Chen. We see yeah, more. We do Yang. We see more of Kavik in that's action a, than we do. That's Yang a hot Chen. take, my dude. It's, dude. I don't know how else to think about it. Uh, it's it's both of them. It's both of their stories. But yes, they do. There's definitely. Um, a lot going on with Kavik, and it's a majority of the story. That's why I don't think Ying Chen, like, completely dismissed him. I think she might have put in a good word for him kind of thing. You know, because he lied to her, but she's smarter than that. She, he, you know, she knows that he could probably be relied on. Right. The I right mean, that makes sense. Yeah. And he still is a, the brother of somebody who is going to be a problem later. So Right. We don't get any kind of resolution to to her... Her dealings with uh, these other avatars that just keep nope. these visions, these visions that she keeps on having. No info on Callie No info on Callie Where they, he's at? There, it's just there's a lot of stuff that uh, that it felt like they were making a, a really big point earlier in the book, and they they just never cleaned it up. The only all. thing we got cleaned up all the way through was what unanimity was. Right. Everything else is just kind of up in the air. I guess I, I mean if they want to sell more books, sure. It just it feels very unfinished. Yeah, I would be very surprised if they run into a new. They, they can't go into a new story on the next book, right? It's pretty much got to pick up shortly after this story. Well, that's how Kiyoshi was. Yeah, but the word to legacy certain- just to me seems like this is like this is the big telling story of her life, right? Kind of like how Old Iron right now in canon is the biggest story we have from her. Right. I don't see what is going to be so important going forward that's going to be the legacy of Yang Chen. Well, you don't know yet. It's not written. <laughs> well, it's coming out soon, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Like later this year? Like July. End of summer? Oof. Are you guys excited for that one? No. No. <laughs> no. And I tell you right now, if they have Nancy Wu narrated. I'm going to be upset. Is that her name? <laughs> yeah. Nancy <laughs> Boo. <laughs> uh, Dude, there are so many cool little moments in this, especially in the last leg of this book, that are just completely flat and wasted because there's no emotion, monotone, robot bullshit. The narrator telling me this damn story. The <laughs> the moment where the third combustion bender is raining down. When I So when I read it in the book, it made me. F- Have you guys seen um, Jarhead? Yeah. No. Oh, really? You should watch the movie Jarhead. It's really cool. good. It's you know, good. You know the sniper scene 
where they're they're just sitting there and just sitting there waiting. Yeah. But then, but if and if they move, this this sniper from afar is is like shooting down. It's kind of what it felt like, just a little bit more action packed. Um, and then I listened to it, and Nancy Wu, it, there was no urgency in her voice, and it was just like, no, Kavik, get back. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Come on, like this is acting. We are actors here. Let's go. Yeah, uh, I don't know it. it I know it's see in the suit, like when. Oh God! Yeah, when she we're she's listening to it on the way over here. She uh-huh. talks about food, and it's like, and she makes it sound so. I, I don't even. Uh, yeah, like, sexy. No, it, <laughs> so dangerous. Yeah, like, yeah. What are you like, doing? Why are you doing? whispering? Or poison or something? Yeah. Like, what the hell? You're like yell, you're yell whispering. Like, what are you doing? All of the characters sound exactly the same. Yeah. It's like, I don't even know. Dude, it's just, it's really not good narration. I feel bad. I don't feel bad. I feel bad. I don't feel bad. This is this is honest feedback. People need to be telling us this stuff about our podcast. If, if, if you feel don't, this strongly do about Do not our, open that box, bro. If you feel open this strongly box. about this podcast that it makes you upset, then you need to say it. It's just going to be Ricky. That being said. Go leave a nasty review on Google too about this po- about uh, about <laughs> Nancy no, Wu. No, don't do that. Don't <laughs> do, do, that. do not do that. Do not do that. If you feel that way, that's all I'm saying. I mean, if you listen to it and you feel that, don't way. don't be toxic though. I'm dude. You're I'm being I, toxic. I am being toxic. <laughs> toxic, dude. Because it just it could be so cool and it just isn't. And honestly, the book on itself already like a like a six out of ten. I'm just gonna yeah, give it a number a little early. I know we'll save the number. That's thing fair, I guess. I think I think it was more tolerable in Kiyoshi, the Kiyoshi books, because they were more engaging books. And this it was a lot more noticeable because you weren't enjoying the book as much. Yeah, it could be. That yeah. makes sense. Well, and I thought about it too. I was like, what's different about this book, like fundamentally? And it's we're seeing an, an avatar that has had support and establishment. Like you can't really go into that story again. Like this is a different avatar story. So all we're seeing is we're not seeing somebody develop into their avatarhood. Like we have with Atla and Korra. And she's Kiyoshi. fully realized at this yeah, point. Yeah, she's fully yeah. realized. So all we're really seeing is just like one particular problem that she's working on. And that just isn't as exciting. She's working on multiple well, problems, like internal and external. Well, I think a f- uh, that term, fully realized avatar, I think it has as much to do with like the internal conflict of the avatar and as much as it does with like mastering the elements. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's all part So in that sense, she's not a fully realized it's avatar. Well, because she doesn't have full control of her avatar state and stuff like that. And like spirituality we, we and stuff. We don't really see her go through the, to the avatar state, do we? I know she does at some point in the book, but I can't remember. I think it's early. Yeah. No, actually. Also I lame. I don't think she does go avatar state. No, nah, she saying. definitely does. The but. thing that confused me about this book, too, is that at first, especially, it seemed like it was like this kind of like quirky little spy behind the scenes under the radar kind of book. And in a way it was like nothing was ever in the view of the public, but there wasn't like enough like action around it. It was just very weird to me. It was very slow. Like it seemed like if you're going to do this like little secret mission impossible, James Bond kind of style heists and warehouses blowing up and stuff like that. Like you need some action and there just wasn't. Didn't have a whole lot of action. I was waiting for it to get good. No, I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for like the big turn, like 
like uh, Yang Chen was ahead the entire time kind yeah. of thing. And you're like, oh, shit, she fucking knew the entire time. And that just never transpired. No. Nope. Like, not at all. Like, knew about Kavik or whatever. Like, Kavik was still in on it. Right. Maybe. I don't know. I get where they were trying. I get where FCU was trying to go. He was trying to, like, lead it up. And then, oh, the big, the, the good guys come in right at the last minute. And kind of, like, they, cr- they finally cracked the case right there at the end kind of thing. But it just didn't have that kind of excitement to carry throughout the whole book. Right. You know, to, to where the, that big capturing of unanimity was impactful. It just didn't feel impactful at all. Right. No, like, it, felt, oh, well, it was, was like, like two oh, chapters too. Yeah, I was like, like, oh, that's actually really cool. That's their combustion bitters. That's dope. But th- that outside of that, there was like, I didn't really care. Yeah. I mean, is this book for new for new Avatar fans? No. Like, no. If, and it's definitely if, not making any new ones. I know, right? Not I mean, really. if, if Fredo were to read the book and they mentioned combustion benders, like you'd have no frame of reference. Yeah, I wouldn't really know what that would mean other than maybe it having something to do with fire or something. Like, I don't really know, you know. Right. Well, and the way it's even described in the book is not, you wouldn't even know how they're actually com- like doing this. Because they mentioned like wiping the forehead and stuff like that. But yeah, unless I don't you think they have saw tattoos. That, if you either. saw that visually, like if you had never seen that in the mo- in the shows, I mean, I think you'd be really lost as to what, they were trying to do with compression right. bending. So this this book was definitely for established Avatar fans. Yeah. Who've seen Sparky Sparky Boom Man and Plea. Plea. There we go. Yeah, you know what a sky bison is and how big it is and why they're flying around on it. You know all that stuff. Right. To be fair. Therefore, it's you, not really for Avatar fans either. <laughs> we didn't like it. Uh, no, I think there's a lot of people that really did like it. And, and you know, we like to shit on stuff a lot here. We are super critical of it. But, I mean, it's not a bad story. I'm, I I like that there's actual content for Yang Chen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, would you rather have this or no content? I am actually enjoying finding out what kind of Avatar she was. You know what I mean? Like, she's smart, calculated, can't really trust anybody, though. Like, you, you see this whole complex character for sure. Right. And not to mention, I'm ready for the second book because we can just read through it. Where this, we did, like, five chapters at a time. And it was, like, taxing to be, like, all right, another five chapters. But nothing <laughs> has really happened. We would – but the thing is, is we would just read the chapters, like, the night before. And we would just cram it all in. <laughs> It makes it seem more like work at that point than it right. actually seems. Well, like, no, it's like, not like platinum video games. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it would feel like that if if we if the book is more enjoyable though. Like I wouldn't just save it for the last minute if I was enjoying reading it. Right, right. which because I didn't do that with with Kiyoshi. No, you know, I did. I just procrastinated. <laughs> right. oh, yeah. I loved reading Kiyoshi. Yeah, I loved it. So well, like, I, I actually read it like w- in my free time, like not like oh I got a set of time. Actually, we read Kiyoshi before we started the podcast. Yeah, but then yeah. we've read it again since then. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like we had just read it and then we were like, let's start a podcast. Yeah. Let's start a podcast. That's how good Kyoshi was. It was really good. It was really good. It was really good. I'm not saying every book needs to be like uh, better than the last one, but I definitely think the next book will be better than this one. I hope it is. I want to see more spirit stuff in the next book because, I mean, she has that that reputation of taking the human <laughs> the human side. Man, you guys, this is, Sorry, a, this is amateur hour over here. Fuck. Um, the I more human she, side. <laughs> she takes. The she's more, not going to take care of the spirit world because that's, that's her the, whole. That's point. the thing. So she's going to have. Is she going to have any more run-ins with the spirits? Well, she's scared of them. She's scared like of PTSD. She's scared of beasts. I got a theory for you. Well, she's not. Another avatar is. Yes. 
this is my own head cannon. This is where I think the story's going. Let's go. Um, I think she is scared of the spirit world, and I think her legacy as being like the one that takes care of the people and separates them from the spirit world is because is all a lie. I think it's a it's a facade that she built that made people love her for whatever reason, just like she did to the Earth King. Okay. It wasn't combustion benders. It was the spirit world, and I'm fighting them off for you. Oh, okay. I think there's going to be Ooh. a theme of that, and people are going to think she's battling the spirit world for whatever reason, but really there's other stuff going on. But, okay, so in um, – what is the – what is the the comic where um, they dig up old irons? I know. Is it on the wall behind? It me? is on. It's the your. Wall. It's the rift. The rift. Okay. So when when Aang is talking to uh, General Old Iron, he's like, "Oh no, don't do this! I'm the I'm the Avatar. I'm I'm the the bridge between the the worlds." And he and Old Iron's like, "I don't give a fuck. You always screw. <laughs> you always screw the spirits. You always take the human side." So there's there's some definite like hatred there at that point. Mm. Basically your theory about Yangchen is the same as Karuk. No, I think it's the opposite. Well, what I'm saying is that everyone thought Karuk was this this womanizer oh, kind of thing, yeah. but what he was really doing was battling the spirits because they were being neglected. Um they were angry because they were neglected by Yangchen. Nobody knew the real Karuk pretty much. Correct. So yeah. no one knows the real the real Yangchen. The people, is what the reason why she's saying. so revered is right. because, yeah, they don't know what was really going down. They just think she was battling spirits. I think we might see that across all avatars. I, that might be something that FCE is going for, is that like how a, they're interpreted by the people is not how they are. Okay. That might be something he's going for because he's doing all the books. Like an overarching kind yeah. of theme. They're not what they think they are. Do we see something like that in Kiyoshi? No, not Just that we about know about Karuk. Yeah, well, but he I mean, did he did introduce that canon to Karuk. I mean, you get so that's true. Kiyoshi is everyone says she's this menacing ass well know, figure, actually, but she's really not. Yeah, but actually, there are people in the Avatar universe that also think that. Right, be- because because she, she killed Jin the Conqueror. She didn't kill Jin the Conqueror. Right, but she's not like that. But she's not like she that. She did kill. She did kill Zhu Pingong. She killed him. I don't remember. Well, uh, <laughs> talking about overarching, like, between multiple f- books with FCE, I was thinking about this today, dude. I wish so bad he would have dropped a little, um, who's the immortal, Teguai? Oh, oh, man. To have oh, Teguai oh. kind of show up in each one of these oh, books over time no. would be so <laughs> sick, dude. You just made me so upset how much <laughs> I wanted oh, that. There's so much potential there. Holy shit. I know. Dude, the immortal, that'd be so sick. Well, that, that's Damn. it. Afraid because you, then we'd see the Next book. Now. Next book. We theorized that he was uh, the Earth Guru in Atla. Yeah. Right. So it, like we could have had that. Thing. Oh, yeah. my God. That would be amazing. That would have been awesome. Maybe yeah. they'll somehow make that happen. Backwards, so like right backwards, canon. Well, Fredo actually had. That's called a. Isn't that called a retcon? Isn't that what a retcon is? Like backwards canon. Yeah. Like, backwards canon. Yeah. Well, retcon is is replacing uh, okay. already existing canon. Okay. Something else. Yeah. Yeah. With something else. Corrects whatever you thought was happening. Anyway. I anyway. Yeah, Ian. you did. <laughs> Fredo had a super interesting theory about. Uh, Ricky was talking about the the drowning of the the combustion, combustion benders. Bin. 
And mm. so I was thinking maybe like they, when they're training to become combustion vendors, they, in order to alert, to take deeper breaths and stuff like that, maybe they go into the water, like inhale breaths like that. And then when they come back out, you know, they, they practice just a whole. How long can you hold your breath? Yeah, how long you can hold your breath sort of mm. thing. Like, Increasing your lung power and our lung capacity. But yeah. then, but then some of them drown because they couldn't hold their breath long or enough. They, like, or they force them to stay Exa- down. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ooh, that'd be cool. Dude, that's we, gotta be it. I swear to that's God, Fredo, you haven't read this book, and I think you might have touched on something. You, it's going to be in the second book, and Fredo has 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 uh, predicted it. Says at the it. end, yes, Fredo was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be it. <laughs> um, what, no, what, so you're saying they're coming, whether they're coming out of the water and doing it, or yeah, using yeah, the or water, just to, using the water to learn in how to, some way to hold their breath yeah. longer and longer, and just take deeper breaths. That's got to be it. Are we going to like this book? better if the next book is just like off the charts fucking cool yeah because this is then we'll be like all right that laid out a lot of groundwork what if the next book is the last jedi (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean by that just like totally ruins everything what if what if fce is not the (laughs) on the on someone else writes it just for no reason it's nancy Wu. oh man only available on Audible. <laughs> <laughs> you can only listen to it. Uh, yeah, that would make me really upset. I'm afraid of that, man. I really am because they're putting a lot of effort into this this franchise, and if it turns out to be a Last Jedi where it kills the franchise, that's gonna suck. FC is too good for that. He didn't write a bad book. It just was not as – it was kind of boring. We right? just didn't enjoy it as much as we enjoyed the other one. The story was good. Like, like I get it. It's cool. little heist kind of – it just what didn't have, like, a lot of uh, hype around it. But it wasn't it a was bad – It was very slow. I was expecting an Ocean's Eleven type – type of story oh that would be cool yeah. like a heist like yeah. a big heist like i think that's what expectation killed the book for you basically I, you know what that's probably yeah you're right well the way that's how they set it up at first it felt like you know this recruit this new recruit what's his backstory kind of sketchy oh we're gonna do the secret stuff you know they should bunch done of spies everybody's spying There's, on each other but right. well okay but he he did a heist in the first kiyoshi book too Remember the taking of the the uh, mansion. Uh, uh, so maybe he didn't want to he didn't want to approach it like that. Even though that was awesome, that was awesome. That was awesome. Lek like sniping out yeah, everybody. Kavik the thief. Lek, Kavik. They all sound the same. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think the book was a huge flop. I think it was just weak compared to the Kiyoshi novels. Yeah. If we didn't have the Kiyoshi novels. I'm just trying to redeem this book somehow, man. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think like you said earlier, it's definitely not for new fans. Not that you need to explain everything to in every book in order for it to make sense. Okay, hold on. But going it, off of, I, I think I have something. If the Kiyoshi books, books weren't around and it was just Yang Chen, I think we would reflect on it. We'd be like, yeah, you know, we enjoyed it. It's an Avatar story. You don't have to read it to still enjoy the the show. You don't really need this, but it's cool to have. And now because that's we, essentially what the comics are. But and then but we said because that about we the have comics, these awesome Kiyoshi books, it's like ugh. There's so much cool canon yeah. with Kiyoshi. And you get the spirits. You get Father Glowworm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so sick, dude. I don't know why I just clicked that. 
just to make it difficult for Ian to edit <laughs> for you. We're going to get such idiot. a shit storm on the text from Ian this week. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be uh, meal prepping, listening to the podcast while you're editing, and you're just going to be in the middle chopping a tomato and get super pissed off because you have to stop what you're doing. <laughs> it's just, it's making breakfast. I and go it. edit the yes. podcast. Yes, that's exactly what happens. Because <laughs> you hear that. Yes. constantly in yes. the background. Yeah, I have to stop scrambling my eggs. God damn it. And I go around, pause it. <laughs> Where was that? That's uh, pretty funny, actually. It makes me want to do stuff like that <laughs> even more. So is that is that all where I have some thoughts about uh, the Mandalorian season finale that I'd like to talk about? Oh yeah, I didn't whoa, just watch whoa, that no, too. no, 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 no. All but right. if we need to close up, let's yeah. Give Kiyoshi or give Yangchen a score. How uh, many cabbages are you giving? I'm gonna say six. For six, six for cabbages, for sure. Yeah, solid six. Yeah, he's going lower. I was going to say, I said six and a half earlier. I think six, six and a half. Cool. Six. That six. Is. But it, that's the caveat being that it's a, a Kavik book, not a Yangchen book. That's also true. I mean, it's Dawn, at least 50%. Dawn of Kavik? Yeah. Dawn of Kavik. <laughs> uh, Who the fuck is that guy? You know the McGregor quote? Anyway. You guys want to talk about the season finale of Mandalorian? Mandalorian spoilers ahead. I mean, yeah. If you want to, if you want to do a quick recap of Mando, I mean, I'm down for that. Well, I remember I sat down and watched it, and then I had a thought, and I was like, I need to write this down, and so I can prove that I was right when I talked to it, talked to you guys on the podcast. Okay. And it was, this season does not end well for our heroes. That was completely wrong. <laughs> so I was like, this is not going to end well. It's going to leave a cliffhanger. Something bad's going to happen, and it'll lead into, into season four. Something big, and it's not going to end well for our heroes. That did not happen. Everything was golden. <laughs> Every, everything got wrapped up. <laughs> it's like the episode finished. I was like, that was awesome. Looks at notes, like, and I'm just like, oh, well. Completely <laughs> wrong about so that. so funny that you took notes. I took two <laughs> notes. My other one, and this is just so nitpicky, is earlier in the season, you know, um, the big – uh, dinosaur takes that, the kid. That, oh, oh yeah. that weird. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. that, yeah. And they all go jetpacking through this cavern and all their jetpacks run out of fuel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then the last episode, guy goes like surface from beneath Mandalore into like the stratosphere <laughs> on the jetpack. <laughs> They're all jetpacking around. And I'm like, what's the carry? Like, what's the what's the fuel capacity what's of the these range? jetpacks, <laughs> guys? I'm very they just confused. Just happened to run out when that kid. You already taken. established they run out of fuel, but now they're in it. Like, sorry. Okay, <laughs> those I, yeah, were my that, points. That's a that's a good point. That's that's yeah. kind of funny. That is an inconsistency. Like that to create more uh more of a yeah like some sort of feeling of like fear or something within the story maybe is that's right. probably what it was still kind of weird though <laughs> those uh those other like empire guards they were they were cool looking oh They're yeah kinda like like a uh, mandalorian mixed with like oh, the one with the best car armor yeah yeah they were cool and then moff gideon was fucking cool his his oh his dude. outfit was so fucking cool so yeah dope. The little Darth Vader knockoff. Thing. Yeah. Like the crown almost. It had like the sparks. Honestly, dude, Bo-Katan was fucking awesome this whole season. I'd love her, dude. The song of Bo-Katan? Yeah, dude. There's this scene I had to... Totally had to, did not deserve the Darksaber, by the way. Immediately got slapped with it. But continue. <laughs> the, well, no. And the fact that the Darksaber is destroyed was dope. I, I just think it's sick. weird how he was able to crush the dark saber with her hand and not break her hand while doing it. <laughs> I mean, how, how does that point. work? Yeah. I don't know. 
It's Star Wars. I don't know. <laughs> it's Star Wars. Magical Force. Nitp- Star Wars, whatever. Know. I nitpick it all the time. It don't matter. Well, apparently there's, um, in the comics, the the Kaiba crystal in the Darksaber Snoke's is Snoke's ring. ring. <laughs> 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 Immediately hate, hate it now. <sighs> whatever. Uh, there was a sick scene where, like, Bo-Katan is flying, and she fires a missile from her wrist, but also... Like two come out of her her, oh, her knee guard. Yes. I was like, it was such a sick shot. I had to rewind it and watch it again. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I, I literally I looked at my wife and I was like, Mandalorians are so fucking. Dope. Yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> I and like, they got you, all the tools. There's some hate around season three. I really enjoyed it, and like, there you actually get to see like all these Mandalorians come out and play. Basically, yeah, you I mean, come see on, them as like, yeah. come on, dude. And the way that they did the scenes, especially with Bo-Katan versus uh. What's his dick? Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. <laughs> What's his dick? Uh, you see them like battling in the background on their jetpacks and shit, like off in the distance. Like you could tell this that like that was a drawn storyboard, and they brought it to life. Right. It was super dope. Yeah, I think the major complaint with season three was that it felt rushed uh, on some of the later episodes. Mm, a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe a little on the but rushed. That, that, that's what I've heard. From There's the whole people. like filler episode basically yeah there's a couple yeah, filler episodes there's a lot of it's still, the story still feels a little bit rushed because mm. the first like three episodes he's like i'm going to redeem myself and then he gets redeemed and that's that's it okay but Mo- i thought it was going to be a whole season of him yeah. getting redeemed yeah and moff gideon is for sure done now right <laughs> he's not right, he's coming toast. Back. i yeah, swear to god not, if they bring him back if he again, comes back i will not be happy yeah i'll be like move on from the moff gideon thing <laughs> Going to Thrawn. What's up with him saying that he created a clone that could wield the Force? That's what they were doing with yeah Grogu. With Grogu. Yeah, that but that just still does not give us any more details on like is Grogu the clone or is he the one that has? They're trying to clone. Hold on, I also noticed this while watching it again. Pretty nitpicky, but when they run through that chamber, he's like, "Don't worry, Grogu. They're, they're clones." And then their eyes wake up, and he's punching in stuff on this thing, and then they all start exploding. I'm like, what's the the combination in the cloning chamber that's like <laughs> blow up all of these all of these pods? And then the Mandalorian knows what that is. He's like, this is exactly how. Hold on, I'm just gonna destroy all <laughs> this self destruction. Yeah, right like, how obvious is that? <laughs> that was super silly. They just all started busting up. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the destruction of the Death Star. Come on. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. that one there's tiny one yeah. tiny pore that if you shoot into it, it's gonna destroy the whole thing. It's well, like a video game. If almost. you watch. Know, right? Rogue One, Ian, you would know. Ugh. You know what I felt kind of insulting was the cute little robot interaction when they were doing like... R5 was dope. Dude, it's like... Oh, what are... the, the mouse droids and stuff? Yeah, it I was like, it. that is just them trying to like... I, I don't know. It's, to me, it felt offensive because it was like they were like, what, what do these mouse robots even do? They're not alerting anybody. He just went and got more they've mouse been, robots. They've been, that's <laughs> what I, they've been like, in the series since since Star Wars Episode the, Four. This is the Empire we're talking about here, and they like, have they been, got all this cool technology, and these are the mouse robots that are patrolling the fucking bro, hallways. What are you talking? <laughs> yes, it's like a little utility droid. It's the most bullshit. It's like, what they, is the point? They've of been that? around since <laughs> okay, the beginning on. of Star Wars. Hold on. So, are you mad at the droids themselves? Yeah. Or I'm are like, you? Did you not know that they existed before? <laughs> I didn't know they existed. You before. did know. They, I mean, they never were really. You given, didn't. I mean, I don't recall seeing them. 
Okay. <laughs> They're what? everywhere, dude. They're everywhere. Since the first move, since Star Wars Episode Four. They make like a specific sound. I'm as pretty they, sure. As they're like, as they're being yeah, driven. Well, you kind of just randomly see them scurrying across the yeah. floor. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Chewbacca the, yells at one. Those are the, like, goes away. Those are the guards of this fucking place? No, it's not a guard. It's literally like a... It's probably like sweeping up or whatever, but no. yeah, it'll. Oh, because they had like little sirens on their fucking heads. Well, also that <laughs> they're just little droids, man. They're just it's little like, droids, and they all kind of like gang up on yeah. them. And, and then R five is like, get the get the fuck out of here. To me, I was like, yeah, like, this is the fucking. We're talking about people that live in space. Why do they have these little RC cars guarding hallways? I, feel like, <laughs> I can't wait till you watch Star Wars, and then now you'll see them everywhere. Like when you see a license plate. Like, why do I always see Missouri license plate? It's just all like, it, they just stick out to you now. Oh, great. Yeah. That's terrible. Way to go. You ruined it for yourself. I did. That was cool. I liked the whole R5 sequence. It was, dude, it, I it liked, was cutesy. It was, it, dude, it immediately gave me uh, Darth Maul vibes. Well, yeah. Spy Dungeon the, kind of The thing, little blast shields. Know? Yeah. Ooh, shields. that was such yeah. a dope ass scene. That's what we're talking about. Well, then when yeah. he's like running. Yeah, when he's yeah. running in there and the. R5, like, next R5 shield. Next shield, yeah. Fucking oh, him dude. up, and he like slides in and like shoots a guy in the dick. And, and Grogu got to do some stuff. <laughs> oh, when he yeah. he the those little imperial the robot, like no 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 <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and he's always like banging his head on the wall or something. That was funny. Grogu got to use some force powers. Yeah, against Saved those all. those like imperial. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, that's right. He got trained by Luke. I was like, this dude's fucking acrobatic as fuck. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, that's right. He had a whole training thing. It was, it's hilarious wa- watching it, knowing that it's practical effects. No one like Gro- yeah. Grogu yeah, is practical. But why? He's just a doll. Did you notice at the very end he looked a little? No, I did not. Okay, and the like where they go into the cantina. I thought he looked a little more uh, like CG. Really? Like smoother, looked I mean, better. It could have been. I'm sure they touch up. I mean, they touch yeah. up everybody with CG a little bit. Maybe a little heavy-handed on that scene. What you're saying? Nah, about? you'll you'll see what I'm talking about now that I'm putting it out. But hmm. I'll have to look for it. He looked a little more fluid. Okay. I I really like season three. I really like I like the too. way it wrapped up. Thought it was dope. Paz Vizsla's death. You saw it coming from the moment you saw that guy. Yeah. Oh, the big guy that's got a problem. Like he's, for sure he's gonna, he's gonna die. Yeah. He's dead. Okay, so I have a question for you guys. And it, it we it's happening in Star Wars and it's also happening in Avatar. How do you feel about getting content? Uh, at the same time, that is in different points of the canon. So, oh, oh, I don't mind. So, like, like bat, we, we're getting Bad Batch and we're getting uh, um, Mando. I mean, we're getting we're getting other stuff. We're getting like Ahsoka. And well, Ahsoka is part of the Mando, so you have this Mando. whole section of Mando. But the, we have Bad Batch over here, and then we're getting we're going to be getting movies. Um, sequel, sequel trilogies, and then obviously there's books kind of and other things that right part that are canon. so it's like really hard to kind of keep track of this stuff. Like when did when did Yang Chen happen? When did Kyoshi happen? Who was between them? Oh fuck, it's Karuk. Like you, you just kind of like it, it all intermingles together and, mm-hmm. and becomes kind of combobulated. Well, what, you, what do you think about it? I don't like it. I don't. I I like getting things in chronological order. Or if you're going to tell me a a story that's you know, in the past or in the future, give it to me after you're done telling me the story about Mando. Oh boy, oh boy, Star Wars is not for you. It started with four. (laughs) (laughs) They established that right out of the gate. (laughs) But (laughs) they just... (laughs) 
That's so true, but dude. But they told us the story first. You started in the middle of this story. No, what I'm saying is they they told us the, that story. We already had the beginning and end of that story. So then they go, okay, we're going to tell you the beginning of the beginning. Right, right, right. right, right. They were written as stories that, could, that had a definite beginning and end, at least for that trilogy. Right. That trilogy, and then... They told us other stuff. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. If I can if I can take this in a chunk, the problem is I'm I'm watching Bad Batch as well, and that's that happens right after episode three, and then Mando happens after episode six. It's like well, where am yeah, I? Where, like where am I? When it is hard when, to follow, but when you're pumping out content like that, you got to go in both directions. Well, tell me the Mando story first, or tell me the Bad Batch story first, and then tell me Mando. Nah, I don't mind it. Maybe they do them together me. so that way they can work them together and maybe borrow ideas from each other to include in other parts of the shows. I mean... I'd say the amount of content is worth trying to keep. It's the price you pay for getting a lot of content. A lot of content can be bad, though. Can be bad? How so? People are getting tired of Star Wars. Well, same thing. Yeah, but and like... And MCU. MCU, like it could be like a devaluing of the brand. Yeah, that's I'm true. Still, I'm really excited for Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not going to oh, lie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to see that. I mean, that's the best MCU movies, in my opinion, is the Guardians movies. Endgame is the best movie of all time. Well, yeah, for sure. But as, like, the standalones... Not, the, Mar- not Marvel, the best movie. The best, the best movie. The be- Shut oh, your face. Hold on, hold, hold, hold. The actual answer is, uh, <laughs> is Hook. <laughs> Dude. Endgame is the best movie I, well, of all time? I don't know about all time. I think it's the it's the best superhero movie Ever. I don't know how they're going to be able to top Have you Endgame. seen Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That movie you is whimsical. You are so uncultured, That sir. movie is whimsical. <laughs> you uncultured swine. And it's fun to say. Okay, I think we're getting off the rails. Right. <laughs> That's true. Well. So, we have an idea, or at least I have an idea, and Fredo hasn't really... Um, Agreed to this yet, but I think it's going to happen. So I think, <laughs> so I think what we want to do, it's going to happen. It's going to happen for sure, for sure. Is uh, Fredo's hasn't hasn't seen an episode of Atla or Korra for that matter, or sat down and and watched and paid attention yeah, to it. Really paid attention to it. Yeah. So I think we're going to have him have him watch. Have some fresh reaction. Have some fresh reaction. Get his uh, get his opinion. What do you think? Season by season. I'd say season by season for sure. That's easy. So. Yeah, that's easy. You could binge a season over a weekend, come in here and just lay it out. Sure. I mean, that's what I did with Mando season three. I watched it in like two or three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See. Can I get some fresh ideas on on Atla or in, in the Avatar verse? That'd be cool because I don't think it's even people listening to this podcast really run into people on a frequent basis who haven't seen Atla. Right. So to you know get somebody's perspective who's watching it for the first time, it'd be pretty cool. And if you have opinions, um. And, you know, viewpoints that are different than ours, you will be criticized for it. <laughs> we <laughs> know right. I'm criticized for my way more than you. So prepare to be called out. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fredo, you're wrong. There's a Fredo, you're wrong. Um, yeah, episode. excuse me, Fredo. Actually, in the Kyoshi book, that's the kind of stuff you're going to hear. <laughs> well, it'll be because I, I want to know, like, where do you think it's going to go? Where do you, you know, what yeah. do you, what's going to happen in season two? Or and then, it's and then, completely predictable. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what sure. they do. Like, it's doing, like, another movie that I've seen before. I sure. want to get your take on, like, what do you think about Zuko's arc and stuff like that. You know what okay. I mean? What, yeah. what What do you think was the reason for Azula's anger? Those kind of things. I think that would be cool, too. Okay. I like that. Like character analysis. Next series. Yeah. yeah. Next cool. week, we're interviewing Fredo on Atla Season 1. 
Let's go, baby. <laughs> yeah, dude, let's all do a rewatch so we're fresh on it, too. Let's do it. I like it. Especially you listening to this right now. Do it. Go watch. All right, with that being said, thank you for listening. You know how long I've been doing this, and I still can't I still can't close the show? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Cabbage Cart Podcast. Remember to rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the Cabbage Cart Podcast on Instagram, and follow Triforce AZ on Instagram. You guys ready to get out of here? Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Thank you.